Hey ladies, I'm LaKendra. And I'm LaMisha. And we are Them Dope Wives. With 30 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. What about the for better, for worse, in sickness and in health? You know, doing your part till death do you part? Oh, yes, of course, that too. And real talk, we might even spill a little tea and tell somebody's business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. I heard somebody say that I thought it was funny. She said, girl, she, she said, just let him rest wherever he at. Listen, because he going to need some ice water. But look, I ain't, ain't going to jump like that. We got to get into it. Okay. Um, fam, we, we, we about to be talking about Kevin Samuels a little bit day i promise you um because you know it's a hot topic and we got to do it um we got to talk about these hot topics but today we're talking about being unfaithful and we got to get into that because there's so much going on in the way of relationships and unfaithfulness especially you know now that side chicks are starting to feel empowered and there's all of this hoopla um about being a side chick like i think they have their own like rah-rah like i don't know if they got a chant or a cheer or something (laughs) um yes but it's a whole lot of uh unfaithfulness going on out here i mean there wouldn't even be as many side chicks if there weren't so many men out here being unfaithful and dare i say women boop because we be out there perfecting the game. <laughs> Listen, first off, the side chick empowerment movement, I think they got a Facebook page. Wow. I think, <laughs> not for real, but for real. For real. I know, right? They, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? They are 100. They they trying to do a million side chick walk on Washington. <laughs> they, <laughs> they got sponsors. Um, they getting sponsored by um, what is it called? Um, um, the side dishes, all the side dishes, macaroni and cheese, mac and cheese is sponsoring them. Um, Libby, they make all of the green beans and the peas okay. and the corn in the cans. Del Monte, um, or Ryder potatoes. They getting sponsored by all of the side dishes for the side chick movement, and they are. They growing strong in number. <laughs> they are apparently. Oh, that's hilarious. You just see the <laughs> banners. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the, uh, the Million Side Chick March, sponsored by Orida. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can have your potatoes and eat them too. <laughs> Listen, ain't nothing wrong with a plateful of side dishes. <laughs> well, they got a car. If you go to Boston Market, they got a car where you get 20% off on a side dish platter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's 20% off. Yes. yes. For the side chicks. Yes. yes. They... Oh my goodness. Because the 80 is for the for the meal. The 80 is for the meal. So <laughs> get it right. Get it all the way. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So Misha, let's talk about this because it's so many reasons why people out here in these infidelity streets, right? I mean, everybody wants to be in 
um, Russ and Sierra's <laughs> marriage type situation, but um, there's they're they're out here doing stuff that ain't real Russ and Sierra like. Right, right. You're not you're not um relationship goalish. You don't have right. <laughs> Y'all ain't got no TikToks together. Y'all ain't right. Y'all outfits ain't matching. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't. You don't know how to coordinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they support her dreams and goals. Exactly. And not only that, be the you're not out here being the mushy, lovey dovey, uh, as quote unquote square that is only about his woman, always about his woman, and will put you to the side and check you behind his woman or man, right? Yes. Anybody out here doing it? You want those Russell Sierra relationship goals you want it to look like that but there has to be work that goes in absolutely there has to be work going in and I think this is the thing I mean people are always wondering like what's really causing somebody to be unfaithful in the first place like if you feel like you are a whole meal you feel like I'm doing all the things I'm Mm -hmm. I, I am a total package Mm-hmm. Why? Why would someone ever cheat on me? I'm sure Holly Berry has the same question, and can't keep, keep a man to save for herself more uh, years than I have on my face. Exactly for nothing. Not for nothing. And that's what's so crazy is that I think we have to be really careful when we ascribe value to ourselves in terms of no one would ever cheat on me. No one would mm-hmm. ever step out on me because I'm so thus and so, right? <clears throat> right. I mean, I would, I would, I would double dog dare my husband to cheat on me because I know what I might do to him. But I don't, I don't think just on the face value of saying, you know what, I'm so amazing. No one would ever cheat on me because really the cheat is, is only, only a small portion about you more than it is about what the other person needs. And whatever they feel like they're not getting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think also whatever else they're not communicating. Yes, it is not about the the perfection of you. It is about the imperfection of the other person. Um, mm. Not communicating their, like you said, not communicating their needs properly. Mm-hmm. Not being satisfied with um what's in front of them or what they chose yeah um i mean there's there's a lot of things let's 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 go ahead and get into some of the causes yeah um you know let's 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 break them on down yeah 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 let's do that so here's the thing i feel like i at one point in my marriage i probably wanted a boyfriend and (laughs) (laughs) i know right so like why you want to see you wanted some coleslaw on side of the chicken. I, I wanted a little side dish. I wanted a little <laughs> macaroni and cheese. I just wanted to be carb loaded, okay? And here's the thing. I think that it's it was because of miscommunication in, in the marriage, right? I wasn't mm-hmm. talking about what it was that I wanted. I was secretly wishing that my husband um, would sharpen his telepathic ability and download into whatever it was that I was thinking, feeling upset about, etc. Um, and that mm-hmm. caused me to disconnect myself 
because at no point whenever we did come back and have the conversation he was never feeling disconnected for me i was like in a whole nother headspace Mm. And I think it's important to understand whenever you're discontent with your current relationship and whenever you're having connection issues with your spouse is a really um, sliding slope. And honestly, it's it's a stepping stone into potentially being unfaithful to your spouse. Hmm. And you think, yeah, you got to you got to pay close attention and really be sometimes I think when things get like for me, when things get tough in our marriage or we're just like this, we're going so hard at, you know, the house stuff and kids mm-hmm. stuff and work stuff and small business stuff and, and, and all of the things, you know, discontentment sets in because, oh, um, I'm doing all these things, doing all these things. And I don't see the fact that you're also doing all these things, all these things. Yeah. And we're completely disconnected. Yeah. Um, nobody's needs are getting met. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, little Johnny Blue Blue, mm-hmm. uh, you know, catch your eye. Yeah. And that's all you want is you want somebody out to be caught. You want that's to, it. you know, you want to be cute to be- yeah. To somebody. You want to be yeah. cute to somebody. Yeah. You, know? you just want the compliments and you just want to feel pretty, pretty. And you just want to, <laughs> you just want to kiki a little bit with somebody and you want to, you know, that kind of thing. I think everybody, and, and, and we, we first started this podcast, we were talking about not wanting to be a wife, wanting to be a girlfriend because that girlfriend energy just feels so fresh, right? Yes. Um, It feels so new because once you become a wife, Everything, then it becomes about the business of the marriage, right? Then it becomes about the building of the life. And then all of those things become um, focal points that can take away from the the oogab and the and the butterflies and the, mm. you know, mm, I'm on floating on cloud nine. So all of those things can take away from that. And I feel like we had gotten into that space for a little bit. And I just was discontented. Like I was like, I want a boyfriend again. And I want to feel like special. And I want somebody to be like, hey, boo. And I'd be like, hey, boo. And then we'd be hey, boo and each other. Like I just, I wanted that. And I think that too many people forget that that is the 20%, right? That is that little bit that works out to be not the meat you know what I mean that's not the subject of what it is that you actually want in a relationship and too many people are killing their marriages uh chasing the side dish right they they chasing the little you know they chasing the jam that go on the toast because the jam makes the toast taste good but you need the actual toast you know right and you said something with that you were like so many people forget about you know the side dish you know that 20 percent is it's important I mean Mm -hmm. nobody got it all nobody is 100 percent but don't forget that that 20 percent that you Mm -hmm. don't have it exists it is Mm -hmm. needed it is desired um and you gotta tap into it every once in a while like for me for my with our relationship my husband is a doer Mm -hmm. he is a hundred percent a doer and he will do all of the things and you know I hear women say all of the time like don't talk about it be about it don't don't talk about yeah. don't talk about it be about it you know and all that kind of stuff it don't matter what you say it's about what you do right mm-hmm. but when it, the 20 percent for me 
is actually the talking about it. It's actually the saying the things, actually mm. the affirmations and the lovey-dovey conversation and the mushy and the gooeyness. You can have a man doing the, for me, this is for me, mm-hmm. doing the things all the time, mm-hmm. but don't tug on your heartstrings. That's fine. That, you no. know what I'm saying? That makes and sense. that is... <clears throat> And for us, that is my 20%. And so because I know that, I understand that, and um, um, that I need that, it is up to me to remind, because it's not natural for him. It is up to me to remind him, hey, don't forget about that 20% every once in a while. I know it's not natural for you to do. So it's a, it's a, it's a hop in. He has to double dutch it, you know, in order to keep to keep me completely happy. I know I can't expect him to do it all the time. It's not right. something I, he's not going to change what is natural to him. Right. But I do need you to double dutch in and out of that thing every once in a while. And I do yeah. the same for him for his yeah. missing 20%. You know, I love that you said that like that 20% actually is important because I think sometimes we can get a little bit dismissive about the 20%. Right. Yes. And that's why it's a whole side chick movement or I should say side piece movement. Cause it could be a man or a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I'll say it is important because it is the thing that you pine after, right? It is the whole, um, I think I was missing that light and fluffiness. You know what I'm saying? The laughter mm-hmm. and the fun and all of this stuff. And my husband was holding down three jobs and he like, I ain't got time to be kicking with you. I got work to do, you know? Yes. And yeah. <clears throat> and even though that's truth, it was also truth that I was missing those sort of relationship building moments, but I think mm-hmm. it's so key to remember something because this is the thing, um, because now that now we've been able to recapture, like he had to, you know, balance out a little bit, let go a couple jobs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now we're able to really have some conversation and everything not be so tense because it's not always about the business of the household and what our son needs and you know what we need to do concerning this because everything became business task this you know an execution and now we can and now he's you know oh you look so pretty oh even though I feel like a whole moose but we're gonna even talk about it um (laughs) you know I I really you know you know I love that you this I love this about you and that and that and so just that and he wrote me a poem today y'all it's mother's day happy mother's day I didn't say it (laughs) (laughs) happy mother's day happy mother's day y'all um but yeah I I just that was I was in tears, real tears, mm. like real, real, yeah. real tears. Yeah. yeah, because um, what 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 folks may not know is that that's how my husband wooed me in the beginning of our marriage. It was through poetry, girl. <laughs> and so, girl, he wrote me that poem, and I was just welling up and tears just spilling out, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. <laughs> the words, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but I, I think to your point, we have to be careful of discontentment. Be careful of um, the gap growing between you and your spouse. Be careful of, you know, not shoring up the connection because it's so important, right? Um, yes. To make sure that you're on top of that. Yes, yes. And also, let's talk about money. Money coming in between the marriage and being a reason that people cheat. And for me, I think it's not just the money. I think it is the mismanagement of it. Um, The mismanagement of money and the, 
lack of respect for money that caused people um, to step out. When you think about um, your husband or your spouse, you think, oh, I'm gonna ride with you no matter what. We could, you know, we we could be on four flat tires and we still going to be together. I love you under a bridge. You know, all of those things that we say kind of in the beginning. Um, and then things get tough. Things get hard. You find out that the person that, you know, you love um, splurges a little too much, mismanages yeah. money, credit, you know, is messing up your credit or gets themselves into some financial trouble because, you know, a job is lost or, or something like that. And, the finances or the lack thereof start causing a strain on the marriage um, because then it's like there's expectation. There's expectation to be um, taken care of, to yeah. always feel safe and secure. And yeah. when, you know, a woman loses that, then there are there are things out there and people out there that will make having money you know, the eight look like the 80%. Well, let me say this real quick, especially when it's when we're talking about money. Um, I think that, that we have to have an understanding around money whenever we come into marriage, because I feel like I didn't fully understand money when I got into marriage. Mm-hmm. What I did not understand, and this is going to be the silliest thing ever, is I did not understand that, like, not only am I inheriting my husband's salary as we've become one in our marriage, mm-hmm. but I've also inherited his bills. Mm. And I think that what what some people d- fail to realize, especially if you come from n- not enough, you know, if you come from a background of first generation, not being impoverished type of mindset, you may not necessarily understand that, like, he's got bills, too. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. when I first got married, I was like, oh, wow, I was looking at our combined salary. And I thought, man, okay, we good. Like we doing all right. But what I did not consider is that like, okay, he got bills too. Right. And what I didn't do is steward well in the beginning of our marriage. I did not take the time to be like, okay, here's our bills and here's a debt and here's what we need to do in order to be good. What I actually did was I was like, yo, I can increase my uh, allowance since you make X amount. I make X amount. And mm. we can go ahead and like get our shop on. Like if you want to go shopping, go shopping. We had outrageous, mm-hmm. we had outrageous in my mind, outrageous allowances in the beginning of our marriage. Um, <clears throat> what's so crazy is like now I don't spend that much at all. Like I'm not a big spender, but in the beginning I was all about, you know, being able to go and shop. And, I, and okay, I'll say this, like for some people spending is like their thing. Some people like to shop. I hate to shop only because like things don't fit the way I need it to fit. And Uh then I also don't enjoy the process of shopping. Like I do not like going and gathering a bunch of clothes and then taking those bunch of clothes into the fitting room and then trying on all those bunch of clothes and then going through the weeding out process of what fits well and what doesn't fit well, what I liked on the hanger and now what I hate on me. So there's that whole process. And then like, it feels like a chore. So I'm not a big shopper. Okay. However, um, you know, 
But I, I do make up on Amazon. Let me just say, <laughs> I make up on Amazon. When we first got married, <laughs> but when we first, things. I think most of us do, yeah. But I think the thing is this: so when we first got married, we had um, it was like four hundred dollars, which to me is a lot to just be like, I'm just shopping. Um, yeah. just mm-hmm. I'm going to get whatever I want to get. I'm going to go get you know shoes, purses, clothes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And the same for him. So we both had, we were spending, that's $800 a month on just stuff. Free money. Just free money. Just stuff. Just like go get some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just, it, if I had it to do again, if I had the sensibility that I have now mm-hmm. to go back and say, hey, you know, top in the time machine, say, girl, listen, what you need to do is... <laughs> Oh, make these decisions do this mm-hmm. don't do that you know what I mean I wouldn't be such a big spender but I think that understanding how money works is going to be key in saving some people's marriages when it comes to uh, being the spender and then also if you're the saver there are some people that are a little too tight fist too tight fisted mm-hmm. um, that need to go ahead and, and let a little trickle out now I'm not saying you got to open the floodgates but like Listen, let your spouse get something they like. Let them get something they want, you know. Um, I'm not saying, okay, we got to go do outrageous things. But goodness, like, can a sis get some shoes? Like, can a sis get a... Yeah, I think that there's there's things that maybe men... And it depends on, again, it depends on your spouse. Because um, my husband is not cheap, but he is not a spender. Mm. Okay. And so, um, our thing with money, we haven't, we have never let finances be something that, um, causes us issue. Earlier in our marriage, when we was, you know, rubbing nickels together and, you know, trying to make really good, wise decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a little bit of tug of war because I was single, had my own money and doing, you know, doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. And he was doing the same thing. And so there was some, uh, get a complete a complete release of my finances to my husband because one and first off ladies let's just say this if you do not trust your husband with finances come on then one <laughs> if you cannot completely release your husband your finances to your husband then one why are you marrying him mm. and what decisions have you made before you got married with your husband in order to protect your future, your future and your future finances, right? Mm-hmm. So if he is admittedly not good with finances and with money, that mm-hmm. conversation needs to be had before you get married. And you need to make a decision that you were going to, okay, I'll handle the finances and I'll make the deposits into our accounts mm-hmm. so that, you know, our bill money is protected and your fund money is protected and our savings and investments are protected. So mm-hmm. for me, um, I completely wholeheartedly and still do trust my husband with finances. And so um, I have account that I call a secret, a quote unquote secret account. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ain't really no secret. He just, you know, whatever money goes in there moves and out. Now we do have our, we have our play money. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have our account for our bills. Um, but I had to completely release that. And that was tough for me at first. Um, not yeah. because I didn't trust my husband, but it was because, okay, now you're in charge of 
you know, something I have, I work hard and I, I you know, like, yeah, this is my money, you know, yep. um, not that I don't trust you, but this is, this is true submission. You know, I submit my finances Girl, to you, you that's know, that's a big and, deal. Can we just like pause for that being a big deal? Like so many, I mean, like you breezing through it, but I promise you that's a big deal. Like I did the same thing and the weight that you feel when you first say, sure, you can handle the bills. That hmm. is heavy. It takes, yeah, it yeah. takes, it, you got, you be pulling strength out your tailbone to yes. believe and to trust that this person is going to take care of everything. Right. Right. And because there's so many, we've seen so many or heard of so many stories of um, men and or women doing mm-hmm. things just counterproductive to a happy home. Mm-hmm. Um with finances, I mean, they, you know, got a whole, you know, side, you know, like we talking about side pieces. Yeah, you mm-hmm. funding a side piece, you spending extra money on, you know, happy hour with the boys or, mm-hmm. you know, you got a little side account that is really like a secret account that nobody knows, you know, knows about, you know, those kinds of things, making secret investments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen people make bad decisions inside of a marriage. But mm-hmm. in all honesty, like if you don't think the person is has your best interest at heart with Why? every aspect of your life, yeah. then do not go, do not take that walk down the aisle and accept that hand. I, you know, I, re- I, re- I appreciate you for saying that because I feel that like so many people need that dose of actual reality. Like, what are you marrying him for? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I feel like you need somebody to ask you that really emboldened question and ask you, girl, what are you doing? Why do you feel like he can't listen? If he if he can't have access to all parts of you, and this is what I hate, Misha, about our current society. I'm 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 on a rabbit hole. I, this is what I hate about our current society is that we don't value um that sort of level of decision making when it comes to marriage like we we give up our sex freely yeah mm-hmm. to whomever whenever however mm-hmm. because it's not precious it's not important it's it's whatever makes me feel good in this moment right and then on top of that um because because sex is nothing then everything else becomes everything right because i used to yeah. equate it to like if you're gonna let this man put his body inside of your body Nobody all over my body. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, if you if you're gonna let somebody do that, like what what is it for him to be able to see your bank account? What is it for mm-hmm. him to be right. able to see your phone? Mm. You know, what is it for him to be able to go through your closets and your drawers? Like what is what is it? He done been up in your body. I mean, this was him. I mean, I just I feel that it's like that. Like I feel that so many people don't esteem themselves highly enough to the point where when I give you me, like I gave you yeah. all of me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to take it there, like we we talking about money. But I really hate to take it there. But I feel that so many people need that. They need to like have that that moment of just like girl what is you doing baby right like um why did you accept the ring if you know that he or she can't be trusted with every single part of you 
because they don't understand marriage because they think it's the glamour. They think it's the glamorous version and they don't, they miss the whole part about sharing your life with somebody. I, I, I would venture to say if you're willing to lose consciousness next to somebody, I'm not going to sleep nowhere. I don't trust nobody. I promise you. <laughs> not lose consciousness. If I'm just out. saying, you out, you, you knocked out. Listen, if you can pull your wig off Come and on. leave it on somebody's dresser, Come then on. why you got to have a secret? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't understand this duality. And I think that that's the problem with so many people. It's it's wanting, it's wanting what you shouldn't have and wanting what you should have to be married. Mm. And it just doesn't even make sense. Facts, facts. You know? Okay. So let's talk about um, boredom mm-hmm. with the spouse because people, after a while, you know, you and I have, we are, you know, in that 15, 16 year um, mm-hmm. mark. And so let's just talk about being bored, how boredom is also a cause for unfaithfulness because that's what we're. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about is unfaithfulness, getting bored with your spouse, meaning that you guys are in the same. OK, you trust your husband. You know, he ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, he know you ain't going nowhere. Um, and y'all have gotten so comfortable and so boring with mm. each other. Um, mm-hmm. Date night. Is, yeah, you guys do date night. But, you know, y'all in sweats. Y'all go to a late night movie, um, mm-hmm. sit, you know, go to Waterberg, get something to eat and you come home. Mm-hmm. Um Every day it's the same routine. You have sex on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, and then maybe on Saturday, if you work in a, a, a date night, um, you cook three times a day. And on Tuesday is tacos, Friday is pizza, and Sunday you make something with rice and gravy. Mm. Like you, you are just, you know, um, bored. You're completely bored. Yeah. Everything is mundane and a routine. Mm-hmm. Don't y'all love how I mean, just explain this stuff. A light of it and a light of excitement <laughs> breezes by you mm-hmm. um, while you are at happy hour with your girlfriends and asks to buy you a drink. Mm. Mm. And um, this breeze of excitement has lived in two or three different countries, mm. uh, speaks another language, mm. and on the weekend does you know things like how. Hiking or um, loves to do jet skiing, um, uh, mm. has a loft downtown. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. this, this, this cool breeze of water is something completely new and different and exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it causes it 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 causes the thoughts or the actions to happen that can jeopardize your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it is so crazy. I think so many of us thrive in routine like you like the idea of knowing what life is going to be right you Mm -hmm. like the idea of taco tuesday you like the idea of you know um we go bowling every thursday you like the idea of like knowing what it is that we're doing every day but that can become monotonous, right? As much as it is nostalgic. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's yes. I feel like it's um it's a rock and a hard place. Like it's like, man, this is just not this 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 nostalgia of having like these traditions of things that we do yes. every day. You know what I mean? Because this is just us, right? It's our vibe, it's our it's our flow, it's our thing. Yes. Uh-huh. And then after your thing becomes kind of like, eh, don't you want to do something else? 
you know, and your and your spouse is still kind of rocking and rolling with the vibe you created, right? But you want mm-hmm. something new. I think it's important to keep things fresh and new. But you're right, um, meeting somebody, and I think it's I think it's being socially exposed to what else there is sometimes that can make us want something different from what we'd previously wanted, you know? Yeah. Um, cause, cause you probably hated water, but then dude said he jet skis and you're like, man, that probably is fun. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. So fun and That's exciting. So funny. You think if you could get your clumsy butt out there, you're going to face plant in the water. Girl. And then that's going to be horrible. And you're going to be telling everybody the story about how you must die. Try to go jet skiing. Um, I'm just saying like it, it, because in your fantasy, it's not like that. Right. In your fantasy, it's like, ooh, and I was looking so gorgeous. And the, the, you know, the water was splashing all over my body and it's still glimmering in the sun. It was so special and yay. And, and that's fantastic if that actually happens for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in most cases, it's not as glamorous as it seems. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I'll give just a quick example. I have a friend who's got a boatload of kids. And okay. um, her and her family, well, actually, she is really much into outdoors things, hiking, all this kind of stuff. Okay. And um, she took her family on a hiking trip, right? Like, we're going to go um, to to the campgrounds, and we're going to be camping, and we're going to do some hiking, and we're going to do all these things, right? Okay. And she took a bunch of pictures and like mm-hmm. online, you're like, man, that looks like so much fun. But I talked to her and I said, hey, how'd your trip go? She was like, girl, it was a nightmare. These kids wouldn't stop <laughs> crying. This one, uh, I didn't bring adequate heaters. And so the tent wasn't like heated well throughout so we had Ugh. cold spots and then warm spots and then everybody's trying to get near it and then girl get this one of the one of my kids pillow fell on top of one of the heaters and almost caught fire <sighs> so like all this stuff happened but you see these pictures and it looks like they're having a grand old time and everything is fantastic and wonderful and i mean she's like i'm glad i made memories of my kids and i enjoyed it overall but what you don't see is the drama. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. It looked like a funky good time. It does. It looks like fun times all around. And you just find out that it was, it was, it was some drama, you know? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's what it is. That's that, that boredom gives you that, that um, the grass is greener on the mm. other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. you look, you look at, you know, what's going on in somebody else's house or, you know, with um, somebody who, who you really don't know the real true them. And you think oh, that seems fun and exciting. I need a change. I need something mm-hmm. different for me. I need something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired of this. And, you know, all we do is sit at home. All we do is this. And all we do is that. And you forget that the comfort and of the no of knowing mm-hmm. the comfort of knowing that you have a person that is going to be there that is right or die that is down and you've gotten bored and instead of you know fixing some spice you know mm-hmm. some spices and mixing some things together you know in yeah. your own house you yeah. you look elsewhere or getting a hobby for yourself <laughs> You know, you know people, yeah, yeah. I, and people say these things that I that I hate that are super taboo. It's like the heart wants what the heart wants. Like, <laughs> I want to slap you. 
Uh, and Let I me... say that a little tongue in cheek and with a chuckle, but I'm like laughing, but yes. very serious. <laughs> yes, the heart wants what the heart wants. Girl, your heart will will lead you astray. You cannot trust it. <laughs> Every time. Every time. And that's why boredom is such a curse. Because boredom boredom comes and goes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you could be the part you at one point could be the person that's the boring one. Yes. Your I mean, you ever look at that? you. Yeah. Same. And be like, mm, wait, look at them. Yeah. Like, mm, she Man. ain't exciting. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm like, right. I have to ask my husband that now because I, I I think we were just talking and I was like, you know, I ain't feeling getting cute no more. But I wonder if he thinks I'm boring now because I'm all about that comfort life. Like I'm trying to be that chick with them sneakers on. But right. if he's like, you know, it wouldn't hurt to put on a little heel every now and then, you know, kind of thing. Like I need to know. Don't you be don't you yeah. be sitting up here oh, yeah. trailing, trailing, letting your eyes make trails with these chicks with these heels on and your wife over here in the sneaks. Let me know. Right. Because I'm over here. I'm, I'm available. I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. I, can on, I can put on a heel for a couple of hours. And, you know, for real, it is like, like you know, they always say that um, you're bored because, like, I don't know if they always say, I, I say they, why we do that all the time? But I always hear people say um, you're bored because you're boring. Um, so I, if you're... I don't get it, that. Well, it's a, that, mean, that puts it back on you. Yeah. If you say, I'm bored, I'm bored. Okay, well, then get up and do something. Create a moment, mm. create an opportunity, make some plans, do I some see. things. If you're bored, don't sit there and be boring. Do something about being bored. If your marriage has gotten to a point of boredom where you're starting to notice other people who are doing things in your life that are exciting and it's something you think about when you're not in that person's presence, mm-hmm. then you need to be the change that you want to see. <laughs> Hello. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Change. Be the change that you want to see in your marriage. Now, let's just shift a little bit because sometimes um, boredom can lead to opportunities. Now, we talked about grass being greener on the other side, but sometimes it leads to opportunities for like somebody else to come in and be a shiny new thing. Um, And sometimes those shiny new things show up in the darndest of places. Uh, They could show up on your committee at church. They could show, they could show up um, at work in a focus group. They may not mm. even be a regular coworker. You know what I'm saying? It's just somebody right. works in a whole different division. They just so happen to be part of this focus group for the for the company wide initiative, right? Um, and or you know, this could be you know Sally down the street. You know, Sally Sally done done started working out. Sally done lost weight. Sally starting to look good. And now you like, dang, why my wife ain't out here looking good and working out and getting it together? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it could be, you know, uh, uh, John down the street. And and John is starting to look good. Like, John used to be a little thicky thick. And John done went and got slammed up and trimmed up and buffed mm-hmm. out. And, you know, you seeing John on Saturday working in his yard and he looking real right. And you just like, how you doing, John? I mean, hey, John. How you doing? Know. One day y'all run into each other at at at, at the Kroger, and decide right. you know in the conversation y'all keep keep. <laughs> oh, John, you funny, you funny, John. And then next thing you know, you know y'all over in, at the little at the little Starbucks inside the Kroger having a little daytime date. Oh, You're supposed to be grocery shopping. You're supposed to be getting them groceries. We're at home waiting on milk. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you and you sitting up and in having the latte. Uh huh. At the Kroger Starbucks with John from down the street. 
Yeah. And so all of the things that we discussed, dense contentment, issues mm-hmm. with money, boredom, mm-hmm. all of, and all of the th- things that all the components of those, like people say numbers, you know, space and opportunity. Mm. When all of those things happen and the stars align or the 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 flames align <laughs> like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that that person or anyone who you think can give you that that thing that you're mm-hmm. missing mm-hmm. then you end up in a situation where the opportunity is there and problems arise problems arise right because you're no longer moving in the the secure you you're outside of the secure place where mm-hmm. you have I mean like I feel like this I feel like when I go out and I am you know out and about even with my girlfriends that mm-hmm. I have that married woman thing the aura, whatever the or yeah. yeah yes and and it is uh don't talk to me uh don't don't look at me twice you know what I'm saying <laughs> it, it is that it is that married it's that married woman thing. I feel like I have that. And I feel mm-hmm. like some of us, you know, we wear it proudly. And then, but then you have those friends. I, I don't know about you, but I have been out mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a friend who was going so, through some things in her marriage and her married woman or was cut off mm-hmm. and she was getting approached oh, yeah. and, and she looked, oh, and she looked open and available. She was, you know, oh. all the smiles looking around, you know, she just had that, unattached aura (laughs) you know what I think it's so fun that you said that because I feel that there is this energy that sort of um attaches to women who are I want to say settled in their situation right like I'm settled I'm Mm -hmm. good I don't need nothing you're trying to Mm -hmm. get type thing you know and I feel that those women and and it's so crazy because a lot of women might feel like how come I'm not getting hit on anymore how come I'm not getting Mm. approached anymore like I mean before Mm -hmm. I was married you know guys was coming up because you giving off taking energy you're giving off settled vibes that say thank you no thank you you get what I'm saying and if you are a married woman and you find yourself getting approached constantly that's something to, to really reconsider. Like, I know you find it flattering and you feel like, oh, she still got it. And you do. You do still got it. But if you're getting approached all the time, you are giving off energy that you are approachable. Yes. And that is a problem. That is a problem for your marriage. And I, you know, I, I, I wasn't getting approached all the time, but I was still, every now and then I would get a little action and I'd be like, she still got it, uh, right? Um, but but the, and there are people and the people that do, that don't respect marriage um, will pro- approach anyone. So you got to be careful of that. You know, I had a guy approach me once, and he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, whoop de woo woo," and I was like, "Oh, thanks so much. I'm married." And the follow up is what just killed me. He was like, "But are you happy though?" And I was God like, <laughs> "Sir, sir." Let's not have problems today, okay? Let's let's leave it pleasant. Let's this. keep it moving. Let's just keep it moving, sir. Okay? Have right. a great let's day. Just, right. And I think I think I, looking, I think I was like getting like, okay, so what is it? What does it matter if I'm happy or if I'm not? You ain't you ain't my husband. It ain't you. It's not gonna be you. 
It's not you. It's not, keep, it's not going to be and carry on. That's what you need to do. Go <laughs> keep going. Carry on. But yeah, you have to be you have to be careful because you are we can all women and women know. Mm-hmm. We I I believe that women know. You might say you don't, you might look oh we definitely know. know. We know we know we are not walking in that I'm a married woman walk. Mm-hmm. And and giving off the smile, the look, the extra little, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Or wearing the things that we know will draw attention, we know. Mm-hmm. And if you are there or if you are approaching that place, I I would just hope that you can identify it and and go to your spouse and say, you know what, uh, I need a little bit more attention. And sometimes it's hard when you have to give it to them straight, mm-hmm. but sometimes it needs to be said. It needs to be said like, oh, I need more compliments from you because yeah. I'm getting them out here in these streets. I really, you know what, let's just say that because I feel that there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel that we've talked about this, but I feel like it 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 it, it deserves saying again in the sense of like, you got to communicate to over communication. You got to be yeah. like, I done beat the dead horse with this, this message here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, again, from our sponsors, I need more attention from you today. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to just, you got to over communicate that because this is how you kind of break through. Now, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, let's talk about fault because a lot of times people say, you know, well, it, whose fault is it that you, that, that so-and-so cheated on them? You know, whose fault is it? If you're cheating on your spouse, I'm going to say it's a hundred percent your fault. If you are the cheater, it's your fault that you're cheating. Now, I'm not going to say and that so, there wasn't some things that your spouse did that like didn't contribute to you maybe being discontented. I'm sure that there, I mean, there could be some things that your spouse contributed to maybe boredom or different things. They may be irking your nerves. It could be any number of things that your spouse is doing, but the cheating itself mm-hmm. is the cheater's fault. That's That's my stance on it. Um, I agree with you. I agree that the cheating belongs to the cheater. Um, mm. The spouse had no, and and me and my husband, my husband has a controversial statement that he says that if you were not, what is it, how many times he said, I can't believe, I can't remember how many times he said about how many times you should be having sex then with your husband and you don't deserve a faithful husband or something like that. <laughs> it was something to that was it, is it three times a week? Three times a week. If you're not having sex with your husband three times a week, then you don't deserve a faithful husband. Mm. And his thought process behind that is that men want sex. Men are, they're always thinking about sex. And so if you are not knocking it down Mm. three plus times a week, or that, Mm. you know, which gives him every other day, you know, like almost every other day, Mm -hmm. then then you leave room for, for your husband to be thinking or looking or, you know, about sex or finding somebody sexy um, mm. and that person not be you, you know? Mm. And so his thought process, that was his thought process. He was saying that. I've and heard I was people like, say this. Uh, let me just say this and you can say that. Um, I've heard people say this, uh, and this is from some married women. I've heard them say as many times as he can get it up, it's your job to put it down. Yes. Yes, I've heard married. That is definitely something else that's been said, too. And I think it goes back to, some, you know, uh, people's values and what they believe. It's like, you know, your husband, you're your only outlet for your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And if sex is the air that they breathe, then, you know, how often do you turn off the oxygen tank? Mm. You know, um, and so there's both sides to it. There's Mm -hmm. one, if you were in a relationship and you're not having intercourse um, with your spouse, then Mm -hmm. there has to be a reason, Mm -hmm. right? There has to be a reason why. Um, It is medical it is you know like what is going on you're getting over an infidel like what is going on where you're not having sex with your spouse if you're not attracted to your spouse anymore what are you guys doing to fix that part of your relationship let's stop right there that part that not attracted anymore Mm -hmm. that happens a lot yeah it does a lot he's balding she's She's gained weight Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff happens. And then as we age, stuff shifts. Now the bags that used to go away with, you know, a good nap are lingering. Yes. Yes. You know, or the the sickness that you recovered from has left, you know, mm-hmm. left your body in such a way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. change your skin, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You, you the accident now you walk with a limp there are things hmm. that are outside of, mm-hmm. i mean things that are outside of your control that completely change attraction a lot of men and we see this so much in celebrity because they so easily toss each other aside mm-hmm. is that once a woman gets pregnant and her body stretches there are so many couples that we have seen on you know in celebrity that they break they're breaking up before the baby is 1 years old because mm-hmm. they can't deal with that postpartum our life, what the body looks like, how the mm. attitude changes, the mm-hmm. shedding of the hair, the not looking completely made up all of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like we see that, like just a woman's postpartum could be a reason that a man decides that she's not attractive anymore. Mm. So many things. There's there there are so many things that you know between a man and a woman could cause um, you to feel unattractive. And some what I mean, like Lakendra, you can't. Always fix the fact that something has happened or changed, and you're not attracted to the person anymore. That's you true. Can always, you can't always fix that, but I think that I think that there that we have to look at what it is that you love. You know, you got to look at what it is that you love about a person. If you if you mm-hmm. if you married them to be married to them, and you cannot you cannot um freeze a person in one period of time and say I loved you when I first met you well no you have to love me for the person that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be next year and the year after that and the year after Mm -hmm. that you Mm know um you have to love me for and that's why the vows go in sickness and health um when times are good and when times are bad I'm not getting exactly right but you get what I'm saying it's it's all it's yeah. all encompassing. And so if you have a problem with a spouse gaining weight, I think that you got to just work with them. Like, hey, babe, I see you getting a little round and a little, little fluffy. You know, do we want to do something about this? Because I think we should. You know, I'm really concerned about your health. I would watch <laughs> that spin. I'm really concerned about your health. Like, I want you to live long. I can't be a widower or a widow. 
uh, before my time. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. need you to yeah. come on and get on this health kick with me. You know, I think that it's about yeah. framing. Yeah. It's about um, working together toward that motivation, and then also loving that person through it until you get to it. Right. Yeah. And I think that is um, that's one of the things that is re- that when you're thinking about, about placing blame, when you're looking at, OK, if an infidelity has happened or there's been thoughts of infidelity or there's been um, some inappropriate conversations, words exchanged that could lead to infidelity. I think the cheater has to um, decide that or the person who's cheating or whatever has to say this, Hey, me, this is what I need. This is what I'm missing. And this is how I haven't communicated it and take ownership and responsibility of Mm -hmm. why, you know, they've put themselves in this open situation and, and not place blame on the other person. Absolutely. I think that's well said. All right. Well, I think we hit all the main points, but I mean, we need to roll over into this Kiki spot because it's definitely some pressing news that we got to discuss. So we was talking about oh. at the top, mm. uh, but we got to get into it. Apparently. Okay. So last week we were talking about uh, the Mr. Kevin Samuels and how he said women over 35 who are unmarried are leftovers. And we had some thoughts about that. Mm. And since then, this man done went up and died. Mm-hmm. Just kick the whole yeah. bucket. Yeah, the bucket has been kicked. Um, may he rest wherever he at. You know he need. <laughs> you know he ain't gonna be able to get no rest where he at. You know. First you know he, he need a glass of ice water. You he know he dirt. ain't resting. Mm. He is being tormented. Mm. But how can I he think- rest right now with the way people are dog walking him? Man, they are, they are, they are. He getting it. He getting it. And I'm not saying that it is not deserved. (laughs) Now, I know old school. Old school will tell you. No, you don't talk ill of the dead. Hush your mouth. How Mm -hmm. dare you? And I Mm -hmm. see this on social media and it is hilarious to see the people who are, um, you know, who are saying, you can't, don't say nothing bad about that man people are mourning him who who is more okay his mama his his african American, his black mama that he mama that he don't that, that he didn't show no homage to yeah who was over 40 and obviously a leftover <laughs> wasn't he and, twice divorced and then had a questionable sexuality he was. He was twice divorced, sexual questionality, and he did. He was found dead on top of a prostitute. Is that what it was? She was a lady of the night. What? A call Shut girl. Up. I did not yes. know the details of his death. Yes, what? he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack and fell on top of the lady of the a lady of the evening. She must have pushed his body off, got oh. to her phone and called nine. She called 911. They got there and tried to resuscitate him and were unable to. Wow. And she said she had met Kevin Samuels the night before and had come home with him for the evening. And that morning, 
early, early that morning, um, he succumbed to cardiac arrest. Mm. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, and they released her name. And so I just feel like, you know, a woman who was trying to um, um, earn a living shouldn't have to deal with the coroner. Uh, so sorry. Mm-hmm. So sorry, ma'am, for the mm-hmm. traumatic experience. And I hope it doesn't uh, interfere with you earning your money <laughs> in the future. Maybe she should get counseling because that kind of traumatic <laughs> experience lingers you know next time she laying underneath somebody for some money she might have a ptsd lord 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 (laughs) you did no okay you know i'm gonna tell you listen it is a shame that you were such a despicable human being that when you died that Mm -hmm. when you died People basically just was like, well, whew, that's over. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> what I mean, and wow, what kind of legacy is that? That is no legacy to leave at all. Yeah. And so Kevin Samuels was a very a, a man who in my th- in my thoughts, in my mind, was a very small person. Mm-hmm. Um, he needed the approval of people that he did not know and did not know him in order to feel worthy. Um, He started his platform bashing or talking down on black men um, in, you know, different social economical groups. Mm -hmm. And he didn't get the building and the following that he wanted so that he could monetize. And so he decided online, even saying this, that he was thinking of switching his platform to one that basically degraded black women because he knew that the society would, that we lived in now would elevate him And he would build his platform and become, you know, you know, be able to monetize the way he wanted to. And so he Mm -hmm. did that. And he proved this society right Mm -hmm. because he was able to monetize and he was able to build his platform and get likes and get the the attention that he seeked um, from people who he did not know. In the process, um, he tore down his mother. Because mm. she's a black woman. And it would be different if he said all women who are over 35 are leftovers. But he had a targeted message for black women. Mm. That you are unworthy. That everything that you have been through, gone through, that you have triumphed over, that you have lived through, all of that devalues you. Mm. It makes you unworthy. And low value like that was his message like you survived it and that makes you trash Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow I mean I guess I have to agree I mean I hate to agree just because I hate to say that on about someone you know what I'm saying I just but he didn't hate to I, say it about you he didn't and, that's, and that's and that's the saddest part you know what I'm saying I try to love people even when they don't love me back and um gosh you guys so listen let's just keep his mom uplifted in the prayers um 
because can you raise somebody that wrong? <laughs> okay, yeah, let's yeah let's pray for his mom because I'm sure there's some self reflection about her contribution, <laughs> her contribution to society as well. What did she? What did she put out? What was the output? What happened that her output and all of the pouring that she did into him led led to to that? I don't know. I mean, I think that, would that be a lot of there are a lot of there are a lot I'm of a, men out there not considering their moms and and what they choosing to do. So, I I, yeah, I'm raising them. a black man and. It, it wouldn't have been cardiac arrest that took. It, it, let me say something. It's not going to be cardiac <laughs> arrest. It takes Ethan Jacob Dixon out <laughs> if he ever right. decides to take on, on the platform. Anything serious, close to what uh, that man did. Okay, let's say that. I'm like, oh, I pray my son would never do something like that. Mm, I don't believe he would. But he's one year old, so we got a long way to go. Um, man, (laughs) we do. So Misha, man, you know, today talking about unfaithfulness, uh, and, and, and breaking down these, these different, um, reasons why someone could be unfaithful and whose fault it is, you know, I think that, I think we kind of got to the point and I hope that our listeners did as well. You want to go ahead and, uh, take us on out? Yeah, let's 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 wrap this thing up. Um, there are a lot of things that happen in marriage over time. There are a lot of things that sometimes you look over and brush under the rug in the beginning. Um, and I think that what we have to do as wives and to all the men that are listening is uncover those things, talk about them, talk about what is missing, what is needed what the desires are, what you're fearful of. If you are fearful of financial issues, anything that can happen in your, your marriage that is financial, um, if you were poor all your life and you don't want to finish your life that way, have a mm. conversation about it. If you are bored and looking for something exciting, create a bucket list. If you have discontentment in your current relationship, find ways to reconnect. If there is somebody else that are doing the things to get your attention, do a self-check to see why you look available, why you're looking, and then have the conversations in your marriage. Communication is key. And respecting what your spouse is communicating is, is, is that much more important. Otherwise, it could be a detriment to your marriage and you could end up trying to recover from infidelity. Mm-hmm. I think for um, our ladies, you know, I want to tell you that we love you. We want your relationships to um, thrive and flourish and dealing with unfaithfulness, infidelity in the marriage could be a killer. Amen to that. Well, that's that. Listen, y'all be good out there, but we got to get going, honey, because it's stuff we got to do yet. So um, in the meantime, I would love for all of you to do your best to take care of yourself and take care of that man. (laughs) All right, right, y'all. Y'all take care. Bye.